Dickies will stay flow. So pieces for my rally chasing peso. Now they want me with nothing cause I let my pay show. So I hop inside of my Mercedes and let the bass go. When you hating ass niggas, I deserve everything to get a creating cash kid. I ain't putting the two on the ten. I'm making vast figures. You facts, bit of mad, wanna be faking class with us. How they thinking they gonna come and conquer us? Lil Mini Cooper hating on a monster truck. Yo, everyone. Hello. Thank you for joining me on Pals in Your Pocket podcast, episode 20. Beginning of the new week, here in the lunar cycle, we have a new moon that we're coming into. And, you know, for me, that always means a lot, and I like to say something about it. And when it comes to this new moon, I forget exactly what the sign it was under, but I could tell you that anytime a new moon comes, it's sort of a new energy. They say that our life is like a book full of chapters and because we're living it every day and just constantly within it, we don't understand how the chapters kind of move from one to another like you do when you read a book. When you read a book, you go to a different chapter, it's almost a given that the character may or may have not sort of passed in time in this given story you're reading. When it comes to our life, because the time doesn't pass like it does in between chapters, We forget that sometimes things in life do change, not just within our own lives or politically, but cosmically. So as we enter the double digit, well, we're already in double digits, but as we enter the 20 set of episodes here in the Pals in Your Pocket episode, know that from someone who's studied the occult world, it means a lot. In fact, 22 and 23 are some of the most important numbers in the occult world, so know that I got good stuff coming up and really quick I just wanted to address that I am not going to put up the rave scene thing uh, that people read about on Facebook and I've teased about in a previous episode yet simply because I have a particular guest I want on who knows people in the scene but doesn't know me personally and doesn't know anything that happened and why things are the way they are so I just want to say things will be enlightened soon Uh, For right now, we're going to jump into some other cool stuff. Today on the subjects, I got conspiracies, I got music, and time travel. And the reason I got those subjects on is because I have my good friend Steve here. Hi. How's it going? Steve is a good friend of mine. Uh, We used to work together back in the day. We met through a mutual friend at the time. And while we've had our disagreements and things have happened between us that definitely could put other people at a disadvantage as far as trying to create a friendship or even have a conversation. What's cool about me, Steve, and even this other mutual friend who, to be honest, I didn't talk to him about naming him, so we won't. The cool thing about friends is we can always come together. Even if that person came together me today, I might be a little upset at him and I might give him some shit, but at the end of the day, I really do care about him just like any other human would. So, yeah. Yeah, it's called being an adult. exactly yep um so yeah uh we wanted to talk today about conspiracies and my friend steve has a really interesting theory he has on uh time travel actually that he wanted to get on the podcast but uh real quick just to kind of freshen up the listeners and welcome them into the sort of uh vibe this is going to be let's talk about some conspiracies let's talk about some favorite conspiracies uh provable ones ones that we don't understand or don't know why are still a thing in the online world or anywhere for that matter um yeah yeah. yeah, let's just let's get into it one thing we've talked about a little about a little bit in the uh most recent past is uh flat earth (laughs) 
It's like a confirmation bias. Uh, they start to, yeah. yeah, they start to see what their mind's eye is already looking for. Exactly, and it, uh, um, it and it, I kind of relate it to religion now, man. If if you gotta believe, you gotta believe, okay, and that's up to you. Just don't try to convert me, you know. <laughs> right, but I also like I one thing about this podcast is getting the information out there, and also getting in in a way that. The listener can hear it and they can turn it off. They can fast forward. They could whatever, you know, if you don't want to hear this information and you don't want to be like you just said, evangelized to what's cool is that yeah. a podcast is all up to you. Like that's one thing real quick. We uh, I haven't talked about cyberbullying yet. Cyberbullying, in my opinion, is a very real thing. But at the same time, I've also had a hard time feeling bad for some of the victims simply because it is something that you can block or, you know, put a wall up against and just get away from it even while still playing whatever game or engaging in whatever social media platform you would like for the most part i know there is always an exception to the rule but this is the thing about well, cyber go ahead cyber bullies are a lot different than like real bullies as a matter of fact they're more cowardly than real bullies are because they're not yeah. in your face but there's also a dynamic of you don't know who's on the other side yeah i mean what, there was some girl convicted of you know, I don't. She didn't get very much time, or whatever. But she talked her boyfriend into going out and killing himself, literally. So, and it was online, and I don't understand why any dude would do that. But you know, whatever. And but I agree with you. You could turn it off. So don't live your life online, and you cyber online. Trust me on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't live your life online. You you should definitely go outside, even if that's just for a walk around the block every now and then. Say hello to your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah, um, I walk 10 miles a day. Nice. So, I know. <laughs> Real quick. No. Um, I did want to say, uh, oh, shoot, I lost my train of thought right as, right as I was about to say. Oh, no. <laughs> um, oh I know what I was going to say. So with the um, with the cyberbullying stuff, this is so like you just talked about, uh, and this is going to bring it back into the topic a little too. One thing I've talked about here on the podcast is embracing uh, being a witch. Now, part of that is me being gender fluid. I understand I'm a male. Males are not supposed to be witches. By definition, I'm more a warlock than a witch. I accept that. But in my opinion, witch is just cooler. And in my opinion, also, females have a different t type of magic, sort of like how males are more masculine, whereas females are more feminine. And they just have a different way of doing things. And neither is neither better or worse as a whole but are definitely better or worse at certain things so let yeah. me ask you this when it comes to like what you just said do you think that's a form of magic like do you think that whoever talked her boyfriend into killing himself like maybe that is a form of like mind control magic through the web or something you know what do you think oh, about that of course it is of course it is yeah um like okay let me like you have hitler he convinced a whole nation to hate a race and it's because they're charismatic. That's what their magic is. It, it's charisma. Charisma comes, some people have it and some people don't. And that's that. And uh, I believe it's magic, yeah. 
I agree. <laughs> Definitely a form of magic, even if it's not the like old school, you know, sacrifice a goat and say an incantation magic. It's definitely some sort yeah. of uh, mystifying logic or power, if you want to say it like that. Yeah. I don't know if I'd use that word necessarily, but yeah, I think yeah. you know where we're getting. I, I agree with that. Um, just to touch base on what you said about, you know, calling yourself a witch that warlock. Warlock also gives it more of an evil overtone, I think, whereas witches don't. People are learning to accept Wiccan a lot easier now um, than in the past. So, I, but I think once you start throwing around warlock and crap like that, that's when, you know, people start thinking it's evil again. <laughs> right, and I'm glad you pointed that out, actually, because that is a part of it. When I hear warlock, I think, like, Aleister Crowley, which... Aleister Crowley, like, he wasn't necessarily all totally evil. Like, that's the whole point. If you've ever looked a little bit into his teachings, which he wrote a lot of stuff. So even the little bit I've looked at is, like, microscopic compared to what other people have studied. Um, but I yeah. start to also think of, like you said, evil connotations, whereas which, I mean, you think bad stuff, but you also start to think, like, all the people that got burned during Salem. Like, more than likely, that was probably the wrong thing to do. And whether or not these people were magic possessive or not, like, burning someone at the stake simply for using that is terrible. That's like, like, imagine if we <laughs> get this. Imagine if we looked at, like, basketball like that. Like, if we're like, oh, my God, he's so good at basketball. That must be a witch. And then we just burned all the, yeah. like, talented basketball, and, like, sports athletes. <laughs> <laughs> By Michael Jordan, by right. GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. like, well, and but that, there was magic involved in that too. They magically slept with everyone's freaking husband, you know what I mean? And that's why they got burned at the stake, you know. So, <laughs> no, it was some flandering and just BS. If someone didn't like someone, they were a witch, and that was that. And, and it was sad how they did that. But we kind of still do that to this day on Facebook, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, so, I was thinking that same thing. Um, remember when, I remember when we first started talking, I was totally opposed to all this freaking conspiracy crap. And, uh, and then, but I was I was having a debate with you, but I don't like to be, I don't like to debate people if I'm not armed with at least a little bit of knowledge. Right. And then I looked into Pizzagate. That's what got, that's what sparked my whole interest in this whole thing. Pizzagate's a big topic. I'm ever since then, really happy. Yeah, to yeah. That. I just don't even know. Like, it just reaches so deep that I don't think like, anyone will ever find the answer, the true answer. I, um, can, I could give you a little but, bit of insights if you want. To be honest with you, as we discussed before on this podcast, there are certain yeah. things that I've found out recently that I've decided to keep to myself and tell people kind of not on public recordings. But I could give you some insights for those that are really looking into okay. Pizzagate. So yeah, yeah, that would that'd be appreciated because it, it just blows my mind. And then you you start hearing. I heard on the news the other day. You know, they there was this article online actually not on the news, but it was uh, the L.A. Uh, Child Protective Services. It's more dangerous to give your kids in than it is to free, leave it where at because they might get sold into sex trade. I mean, this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Right. So, it goes very deep. So yeah, yeah, it's super deep. So the little so bit we'll that talk I found about out that privately later. <laughs> well, the little bit that I found out, just for anybody who's wondering, because I know that Pizzagate, when I first found out about it, just like you, I was driven crazy by mm. it. Like legit, like couldn't let it go without knowing the truth and knowing that somebody was doing something about it. And I mean, I'm not a government official. I didn't sign up to be a police officer. I mean, I 
you know, nod my head and definitely, you know, give salutes to cops when they are doing right. But at the same time, I had to know somebody in the government or somebody, a police officer, some kind of detective, a group of police officers and detectives uh, optimally. But I had to know somebody was doing something about it. And for those that are wondering, Pizzagate was a conspiracy that rose up in popularity online in the... I would say like I would say it was real big around 2015 to 2016 when the Hillary Trump election was going on and it's because in the Washington DC area um, we started hearing like this child sex slave ring pop up and it was connected to pizza somehow and everybody kept hearing Pizzagate I'd heard about this pizza chain called Comet Pizza in Washington DC that was connected to it somehow and that a bunch of political leaders including Hillary Clinton herself mm-hmm. John Podesta who's her uh who's who's her uh um shoot what's it? he uh, the chief coordinator for her campaign I think is chief what, of staff or yeah there you go chief of staff that's his official yeah, yeah. that's his official title um they had and gone damning recordings of him out there oh john podesta i will tell you right now john podesta is if any of those politicians that are connected with pizzagate even remotely john podesta out of all of them is probably most likely going to be the one who's found to be a pedophile yeah 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 i have to watch my words there carefully because uh david seaman who's an awesome reporter and i think still puts out videos on youtube i haven't checked one out in a while but he was real open about him, and they actually came about saying they might sue him and stuff. Now, they ended never ended up doing it, but the fact that he had to face that kind of backlash is just... It lets you know right there, like, the level this is going to, whether it's true or not. People are willing to, yeah. to do something about it that might actually have legal recourse. So, anyway, to answer the questions real quick, let's satisfy the curiosities. It's a network of pedophiles and a child sex slavering. Yes, both sex and child slavery. Not necessarily mutually exclusive, but also not necessarily uh, not together. Used in generally the Washington, D.C. area, but all over the world. And like I said, according to some documents, which like you said, are very damning and have been leaked by things like WikiLeaks and other types of organizations that have given us pretty trustworthy information and types of documents that the U.S. government and other governments, not just the U.S., but also other governments didn't want out, says that these political leaders are connected to this child sex slavery. Now, you take that for what it is. Um, I've given you the information and what to go on at this point. If you put in the Internet and you go to Google right now and put in any of those words I just told you, John Podesta, Pizzagate, Comet Pizza, be prepared for what you will find, because I'll tell you, just like Steve said, it's not pretty. It's pretty gross, actually. And the way these yeah, videos yeah. and recordings are out there, these people don't care how gross and disgusting it is. In fact, that's why they're doing it. How, how blatant they are, too. Right, that like too. Like this. Ain't no one going to do anything to them, you know what I mean? Because they got backing of the government, you know. But it, it be prepared. That rabbit hole. That rabbit hole is a, a deep one. It is. And no. for someone who's gone down it, I found what I needed to find on it. Like, I can tell you, for if you're a listener and this is driving you mad, I'll tell you it like this. There's more people doing stuff about Pizzagate and that type of thing in the U.S. than there is people doing things about, like, what's going on in the Catholic Church, which, if you were still wondering, yes, 
does probably still go on. Do I have any information leading or saying for sure that that's going on still? No. But given at this point, I think maybe even a few months ago, we found out there was a church that just came out and they found out allegations made in the late Mm -hmm. 90s were true. I'd be willing to bet it's going on somewhere. And that's just sad because it's really not about being Catholic or Christian or satanic or whatever the fuck. It's about these organizations that have power and privilege and use it to do some of the most evil, evil, terrible acts, heinous acts in this world. So fuck fuck those pedophiles. I hope that the U.S. government, for all the bad things it does do, and believe me, I am definitely... Um, a proponent of the bad things the government does. I tell everyone, look up the NDAA if you really want to distrust your government, but I can tell you that they are doing things about stuff like that. So kudos out there to our men and women in uniform, whether that be a suit and tie as a politician or vest and bulletproof fatigues as a police officer or SWAT agent. If you're doing something about it, thank you. Yeah, thank you. That is a good thing. And, you know, a lot of bad gets said about the, the, the... boys in blue men in blue whatever but there are good ones out there still you know what i mean now in the age of information overload where everyone has a cell phone and every place has a camera on it it's kind of hard for you know we just hear more of it nowadays i don't know what the real difference between 1990 and now would be when it came to the police brutalities or fatal shootings or whatever I think I just think they get caught more now. <laughs> I definitely think that's part of it. I think that it's one of those things. It's like any job. I think like if you're a police officer and you know that some guy's done some bad shit, or you know he's you just if you're in the street, you probably know who and who is not like seventy percent of the time. Definitely not a hundred percent of the time because there's always like we said exceptions to the rule. But I think generally police officers that are out in the street know when a bad per- there's a bad person or not and if you know you can plant some stuff on them and it's going to make your streets a little safer it probably is hard not to do that and to be honest even in a bad way if you're a police officer who doesn't like someone for whatever reason maybe you're just a fucking asshole like you said you're i know earlier we talked about a lot of police officers are kind of the people who are bully or were used to being a dominant type of jock style person in high school and then they got out and you know, we're just fit for a job as a police officer for whatever reason, being physically fit and just having an ego. And now they do that, but on yeah. in the streets. So, I mean, that does happen. Yep. And exactly. if you if you know you can get your job done easier, doing some not so by the book sort of methods, I could probably see some people doing that. I mean, I myself have done some things that probably not everyone has done because it wasn't necessarily by the book. Now, that doesn't mean I planted drugs on people or ruined someone's life because I disagreed with them or had some kind of personal small beef with them. That's another level of being petty and just fucking up the world. But, I mean, we're all human. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I just think that maybe, you know... I just don't know where it's going to end. I, I do believe the minute we militarized, militarized our police forces was the worst possible thing we can do. Uh, and I, but I know why we did it. You know right. what I mean? Yes. You know, yes. We had the Hollywood bank robbery in 92. That that thing was that unreal. Changed. That was one of the most brutal shootouts with cops and bank robbers ever. You yeah. know? Right. And for everyone so, wondering, like the way I put it, <clears throat> if you're wondering what we're talking about, bank robbery in L.A. was, you said 1992, right? 
Yeah, yeah, because it was the same year as the uh, L.A. riots, I'm pretty sure. Right, that was a bad year, especially in L.A. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 Holly, yeah, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood bankrupt. Yeah, um, so these two guys with, I mean, semi-automatic rifles, full body yeah. armor, all like they were, they were armed. They were like totally like guerrilla style military uh, squad style equipment. And they went around yeah. LA and robbed a bank. And when the police came who were armed with shotguns and handguns, uh, I think was their best yeah. uh, weaponry yeah. at that time faced fully yeah, automatic weapons. Yeah, was stuck in traffic. Right. And th- so they couldn't get to him. Right. So it was, a, it was bloody mess because when you got shotguns and pistols going against AK-47s and body armor, unless you hit him in the head, which is really hard to do under pressure, it's not as easy as people think. Um, it, 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 it tends to get really bad for the police at that point. And that's why we did what we did. We had to militarize them. Right. The way I tell oh. people is like, imagine if, even your like most Americans, or I would think at least like some majority of Americans, you're armed, you have a handgun, or you even have maybe a rifle, or let's say you might even have a semi-automatic AK or something. I know friends that have those. Imagine mm-hmm. facing against people that, like Steve just said, fully automatic weapons, body armor. They probably even have riot gear helmets, which you know is not going to totally help you if you get a direct shot. But that's not easy to do. So. Yeah. Imagine that's coming up against you, and now imagine you're a cop and it's your job to deal with this, so there's no one you can go to to try and get that done, and the yep. one person you try to run to gets stuck in traffic, and uh, it had to yeah, happen. It, it, it really sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it had to happen, and so. even, uh, let's uh, talk about the NSA here before we get into a couple of the other subjects. We oh, can, yay. My favorite subject. <laughs> uh, with the NSA, we found out that the government really is listening and recording almost everything. Any American with an electronic device, whether that be a, a cell phone, uh, a tablet, a smart TV, even a computer, uh, you are probably being listened to passively. And it's, well, go ahead. Let's face it. We made a surveillance net for the police that, or for the government the day we all had to have, you know, iPhones, Android. Google Home, camera doorbells. We, we did it to ourselves, though. You know what I mean? Government just said, okay, thanks, and took advantage. Right. That's the way I see that. It's <laughs> like, uh, I believe it was Gorbachev said in the, oof, I think it had to be the 80s. He said, mm-hmm. he told the president at that time that socialism will come to the America. And, you know, Nixon was, I forget who it was. I forget who it was that had this conversation, but basically he said that if socialism comes to America, it won't come like with an army and in a tank, it'll come wrapped in a pretty box and say, we're going to make your life better. And that's basically like you just said, the reason we have this surveillance spy network around us, which for the most part is nefarious and kind of invasive. I mean, downright invasive, not even just kind of downright invasive as it is. They haven't seemed to do much terrible things with it. And we've heard about people being brought up on drug charges that they found with the NSA or other type of surveillance equipment. And the only reason they were able to do that is because Bush signed in the Patriot Act, which allowed all this to happen in the first place legally. Because before, if you found out the government was recording you, you could go to the a lawyer and a lawyer would gladly take your case because you would be winning millions. That was not, yeah, that wasn't in any laws. But with the Patriot Act, once again, we've talked about on uh, this podcast, the president got way more power under wartime. And with that, we have what we have now, which, to be honest, if you look you at all... we're not out of war yet. 
<laughs> we're <getting> now. <laughs> yeah, we ain't out of war <laughs> yet. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, speaking of I, that, but I think that was Reagan that you were talking about with Gorbachev. By the yes, way, yes, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Do that. But yeah, they had that. They had that conversation, and you know, as as uh, as much as Gorbachev failed at the policies in government he wanted to put through and make successful, he was right about that. Yeah, yeah, he was very much right about that. And but look at the election. I mean, I I believe one hundred percent that. The Russians had everything to do with Trump being elected. Does it matter now? No. Do I give a shit if Trump, you know, had anything to do with it? No, it obviously did because all of his friends are going to prison because they colluded and lied about it, you know. I'm actually really so. glad you brought this up. And uh, after this, um, we're going to forego the second topic and actually jump right into time travel. But before, oh, yes. Right. Before, <laughs> but before we get on to that, I'm actually really glad you brought that up. So... For the listeners, personally, I don't believe that the Russians helped get Trump elected. I was never in support of that theory, but I would like to say this. If we had Trump's taxes, his uh, income tax records, we would find out all about if he got help from Russians or not. And what I would like to say is, as someone who sort of kind of fought for Trump online and you could argue helped get him elected. Uh, I want to say that the fact that he hasn't released his tax return records, which, by the way, he's not legally um, under any obligation to do, but every president before him did, which kind of sets a standard and makes him look worse when he doesn't follow that standard. So that being said, yeah, I start to wonder if maybe you're right. Maybe he didn't have help from Russians. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost 100% positive you did, and I agree with you. That, that's that been my argument about it. Why won't he let us see his tax returns then? You know what I mean? If he's not, that's what he's hiding. He's hiding something that he's already afraid, okay, because he even said, you know, he, he big quoted his saying when he found out Mueller was doing the investigation on him, as, I'm fucked. My presidency is over. He said those words. I mean, his own staff said it. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, you know, he, he knows, everyone knows that something's there. What, what it is, I don't know. Um, and do I care? Really, no, because they're all the same to me right now, no matter who's president. Just one's dumber than the other, or one is doing it for different reasons than the other. In the end, Trump's going to come out richer, and he will probably come out squeaky clean, no matter what way this goes, you know? So... Definitely, we've talked about how... I don't think how, the Democrats can impeach him. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I think at this point, impeachment is kind of a silly thing. The fact that anyone even still thinks that that is a possibility mm. is just it's almost laughable. Yeah. Even if he is... I mean, you... Go ahead. You have Nancy Pelosi who said herself, we shouldn't, we shouldn't impeach him, but her reasonings were more personal because he didn't deserve to be in office, so he doesn't deserve to be impeached. I don't understand what that meant by her, but whatever. I think, <laughs> I think she was... Oh. This is one thing I'll say. When it comes to Democrats or Republicans, even when I was in full support of Trump, I never claimed to be a Republican, and to this day, I've never registered as... Well, actually, to be truthful, I used to be registered as a Republican, but after the 2016... Um, or sorry, 2014... I'm an idiot. 2012 election, 
I mean, not an idiot, just needed to correct myself. After the 2012 election, when Obama got elected the second time, which I didn't vote in that election, I changed my party to independent because that's what I felt like I had to do in order to sort of be true to who I was and still vote. And in the 2016 election, I voted for the third party, which... To be honest, sometimes I wish I did vote for Trump just because I felt like he was probably the best candidate as far as somebody who was actually electable and had the... Did the less evils? Well, he had the support behind him. In my opinion, Gary Johnson would have been a much better president if for nothing else than the fact that he really would have tried to get weed uh, legalized federally. I'm telling you right now, we have a lot of... We have a lot of problems in the world, but if they just started with that, so much could be fixed. I mean, you give people that, oh my God, the world, not not the world, but this country is going to just take a big step up in progress. But, you know, that's coming yeah. from Thomas Skywalker. It's going to happen. <laughs> oh, the it's a matter it of time. In, it's going to happen, trust me. Yeah. Um, which it should. It should. I mean, look at how many states are falling in line with it because Washington and Colorado did it were the first ones to do it and they both were not in very good financial ways and washington state i lived up there when the first year they did it and their first year made something upwards of 72 million dollars in revenue they're building roads places i didn't know exist in washington because they need to burn through that money at the end of the year you know what i mean yeah so it it, it fixes every it really does and i I think it's funny that stoners came up with our financial fix i just just saying I thought they were supposed to be done. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those things when you deny what could be the answer for so long and you finally do accept it. It's like you said, it's one, It's a steep learning curve sort of thing. You finally accept it, yeah. it's like, bam, everything is healed. So Well, it's not even just the acceptance because plenty of people accepted it. Here's the thing with that is DEA lost its cash cow. The war on drugs they supposedly fight, they just lost that fucking... That well, money to support this see this is the thing though like fight. you say that so, but at the same time like the drug yeah. cartels right now they're producing like massive amounts of meth and heroin stuff that they never produced before so like my thing is like okay well let's go fight for let's go fight that like they're right there on the south it can't be that hard of a fight the only reason i think they're not doing it is because they know either one it's coming and they're trying to hold it off for as long as it can or two they're complicit in it for some reason i mean we've all heard about yeah they're you think so yeah yeah of course they're complicit i mean cia i mean come on air america that's all we got to say about that yeah, and they smuggle drugs. That's just the way it is. That's how they fund their secret wars. You, it's the only way to keep money off books. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, because if they spend money that's on books, they're going to explain where they're at and why they're doing it. And you really don't want the CIA explaining half the shit they do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can tell you a little bit, coming yeah. back into some of the stuff I don't like to disclose on podcasts, the black ops research they do, to be honest, is stuff you don't want to know about. I mean, we talked recently in a podcast where they might have been genetically mutating or genetically biochemically engineering humans to be more super soldier-like. If they told you that shit was going on, people would be so upset. I mean, even if you heard people were volunteering for it, it's like, you can't do that. Like, in some people's minds, that's sacrilege. That's like, yeah, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So we just can't... I'm all for freedom of information, but listen, I don't want to know everything, okay, because it's going to make me have even a a worse look on humanity than I already have at times, and I just, but some of it I do want to know now, and that's thanks to you, Thomas, because we never talked about Pizzagate. I'd have never looked into it. I'd still be blind. 
Well, a part of what I do is remember or reminding humans that we all have the eyes to see. It's just like you said right there, even myself, I research this and I'll be honest, some nights I get obsessive and I stay up late just to find out what secret maybe I'll find out from some documentary on YouTube to see if maybe some way I can help. And to be honest, most of the time, even just getting the info out there helps a little because making people aware is half the battle. So you're welcome, bro. Exactly. Thank you <laughs> very much. It's a blessing much. and a curse. No, time travel. <laughs> yes, yes. So tell us your theory about time travel. And uh, recently I've actually had a similar theory about a, uh, a religious figure who you're going to bring up. But let's get what you wanted on here real quick. And let's spend about, uh, give me a good two to three minutes of what you think time travel is all about. Okay, well, okay, time travel is, well, traveling time. I do believe we've done it in the future. <laughs> I know it may sound cynical or just naive or stupid even, but it, it, I'm sure it's happened. I just don't believe that they're on YouTube. That You see what I mean? Anyone that does something like that is not going to be on YouTube. So it, I have a theory. Okay, and uh, anyone that knows me, especially family, knows that I don't believe in Jesus. I mean, I call him, I call God, fake God, and Jesus is preposterous, Jesus. But I came up with a theory that what if Jesus was a time traveler? And this was just some bar bet with his buddy in 2080 or something, whenever there's time travel, you know what I mean? And he traveled, and the bet was, I bet you I can make everyone, including you, worship me, because Jesus did do one thing. He started the longest, most attended cult ever in history and he's dead and people still believe True. so i believe he traveled back in time as a barbet there you go <laughs> <laughs> interesting theory yeah i didn't think about it like that hmm. so it, it, it you could leave the barbet out that's kind of like my humor right that makes it, it a little funny that someone traveled back in time named the jesus changed time forever could be. Now that's if you believe in that time stream. See, I've um, that theory. I've been kind of going along this thing where, uh, depending on how you look at the Bible, it's meant to not be taken literally, but according to some translations, it actually is meant to be taken somewhat seriously. So, when the Bible yeah. talks about like fallen angels falling to heaven, the way I take that is okay. So we had some kind of creator, whether that creator was divine, supernatural force that can't be seen with our eyes. Or some sort of or super, a gray alien. yeah, some sort of super advanced living race yeah. like us, but just so far beyond us that we can't even begin to imagine the sort of things they can, the miracles, like literal miracles they could do. So I think yeah. God was real, either in that way or that way. I haven't said for sure what I believe, but I know what I believe, and that's the divine part. Uh, and what I think is that part of what this supernatural omnipotent force known as God popularly did was create different types of races and some of them were super advanced and what we've come to know as angels, devils, even Jesus himself perhaps could have been one of these advanced races and were just super intelligent and had powers that they were just evolved in bio, like, you know, it's just how they were raised, it's how they were made and yeah. it could be something to do with that. Uh, Exactly. Uh, now, maybe they, in their technology, have time travel. <laughs> and that's part of all yeah. this whole thing. Uh, but if you go to time travel, you know, there a lot of t people who believe in time travel believe in the, uh, uh, what do they call it, the multiverse theory, where 
if you go back in time and change something that creates a different timeline and your original timeline still exists somewhere in the space and time uh, universe. Yeah, you don't have, it's not the paradoxical theory, which in order for my theory to work, it would have to be paradoxical. But, you know, well, I guess not. It could be a different stream still. It still could work. But yeah, yeah, I tend to lean towards the stream than the paradoxical. Um, For some reason, that sounds preposterous to me, too. So (laughs) maybe it's like Rick and Morty style where like Jesus is like Rick, you know, he like just pops out and like goes to his friends at the bar. He's like, Hey guys, check this out. Fucking grabs him, teleports to the one timeline that he made, like in our timeline where we're all still worshiping Jesus. And he's like, see, told you I could do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we could spend 10 episodes talking about all the theories I could pull off of Rick and Morty. Like it's crazy. I love Um, that show. that show scares the shit out of me sometimes, man. Because uh, everyone says that I'm I'm Rick, just not as or yeah, I'm Rick, just not as uh, smart. You know what I mean? Just not the as smart scientific ass attitude or whatever. That I have sometimes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, time travel has happened. I, I almost guarantee it, it has to, because at this point I can't disbelieve in anything. I mean, some of the people I hate the most is theoretical physicists, man, they, because they're always right eventually. It just pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a lot like a conversation I had with a friend about, and we'll end on this. Uh, we were talking about simulation theory, and uh, she, she was telling me that basically, if you look at quantum physics, it kind of makes true what simulation theory is because everything starts with a thought or like with one molecule within something. So when you take it that deep and you realize that that in and of itself is like, whoa bro science shit like that's like stuff that nobody ever thought was true but then turns out to be true and in that way i mean anything is possible man it's it's a wide world out there yeah yeah i agree i agree so yeah i i i can i can see the simulation theory i don't i don't discount it you know what i mean just because there's so much things that kind of point towards it you know what i mean right never mind these ridiculous videos of dogs standing still with one paw up you could train a dog to do that you know what i mean show a cat do that and then i might be a little more impressed have you seen the videos of cats using regular restrooms no i haven't right, i'll well, look that up that's not yeah. good we're gonna go ahead and say uh this will be the episode here and that's an awesome note to end on listeners awesome and my friend steve thank you for joining me for this podcast check out those cats taking shits in regular toilets man that's a real thing youtube it (laughs) all right well let's go snow the product thank you for joining listen for more at thc high five on instagram and twitter thomas sutherland on facebook thomas skywalker on youtube and soundcloud steve do you have any tags or anywhere people could find you or your stuff not yet. I, I didn't get into the whole social media thing, um, but I, I'm slowly getting into it now. <laughs> cool. Well, but I will have some next time I'm on or something. Sweet. We hope you join for another. And until next time, my friends, peace. Yep. Have a good night. <laughs> Like Maury told Chris Brown, I got a baby and he did that. Like my boyfriend cheated on me, but I ran off with his cash. Like I lost a couple pounds, but I got to keep my ass. I just woke up like Yancey, attitude gigante. These ain't no comprante, size elefante. This is on a mal day. Haters wake up, better preach it like Aretha. Pray before you make up. I got-